Welcome to the Alliance Live podcast, spotlighting emerging issues, examples of good practice and innovation taking place within health and social care in Scotland. After this year's Scottish Parliament election, the Health and Social Care Alliance Scotland thought it'd be fun and interesting to have a chat with some of the newly elected MSPs. I'm Alan Falls, Policy and Information Assistant at the Alliance, and today I'm very excited to be joined by SNP MSP for Banffshire and Buck and Coast, Karen Adam. Thank you very much for making the time to talk today. No, thank you for inviting me along. I'm, I'm really pleased to be able to do this and, and have a chat with you today. Thanks. So you're sort of the, the third of the speakers we, we've had so far. And I think we've had some really great conversations. So just to get straight into it for our first question, and this is quite open-ended in general. You can give yeah. as much detail as you like. It, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and also your own experiences with health and social care? Yeah, um, well, I've had quite a few experiences and it's very varied over the years, to be honest. It would take quite a long time to go into the details and the semantics of that. But um, um, I, I lived with my father, who is deaf. And um, even as a small child, you know, I grew up learning British Sign Language. So I could be an interpreter for him. So I was in and around him, um, you know, in his deaf club and deaf community. And often there was social work at that time, you know, in the early 80s, a social worker placed within the deaf club. So even from an early age, I could see, um, you know, the, the ties between people living with disabilities and, you know, health and social care. I myself have children who are on the autistic spectrum and have other neurological um, diverse conditions. So being a young mother, I've kind of battled my way through, so to speak, a lot of the, the health and social care um, sectors, but also as a local councillor when I was first elected in 2017. That was when I really had a more, should we say, a professional kind of um, relationship with health and social care. Yeah, so that was sort of quite a good wee segue there because I had sort of my note next thing with you before you were elected an MSP, you were a councillor in Aberdeenshire. So yeah. you wanted to have quite a bit of political experience at a different level. And obviously yeah. um, councillors were very heavily involved in delivering social care. So you'll have sort of seen that side of it. Um, but you know, what, what kind of motivated you to stand for election in the first place? Well, I could see, you know, I had a vision. I mean, obviously, this is um, a personal political kind of stance as well for myself um, in terms of, you know, the 2014 Scottish independence referendum. But it wasn't just independence, you know, as a standalone issue. For me, it was really what kind of country could we be um, and the vision of that, because um, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't elected as a councillor at that time, but I'd had so much experience, you know, with health and social care with education and even local infrastructure, you know, pushing double buggies or, you know, being out with my dad as well and interpreting for my dad and seeing how services weren't quite joined up and working. So I always wanted to have a stronger voice within that. And um, I could just envision how, you know, we could probably change these things so much more for the better. And I just think, regardless of where that lived experience is coming from, I just felt like the lived experience is absolutely invaluable when you, if you could be, um, you know, in any kind of position of power to influence policy. So I thought, you know, yeah, I'm going to get stuck in here and see how far I can go and who's going to listen to me, <laughs> whose ear can I get and how can I go about getting that ear. 
just muted there. Obviously, you've know, spoken a little bit about you know some of your experience as a carer, and you know many mm-hmm. of our members, you know some of whom are or are, are, we sort of represent you know the, the seven hundred thousand unpaid carers in Scotland, and I think yeah. that actually went up to around you know one point one million as a as a result of the pandemic. Yeah. You know, you've sort of began to touch on it there, but you know why is it important to have carers and, and indeed to have folk with diverse life experiences in general in our parliament? because we need to be listening to these people with lived experience. I mean, we really do. We can see where the issues are within services. We can highlight the points that need to be changed. We can also highlight what we do well, what does work, you know, what does go well. And I do think that a holistic approach is very much needed. I often seen a few of the issues that came up over the years really have been communication based. And that's what I've been really focusing on. I feel like there's a lot of communication barriers or a flow of communication that seems to be breaking down. If that's between the carers and, you know, services or between services themselves. So I think it's extremely important that we come in, you know, with lived experiences, carers, the people who are actually living and dealing with this every day need to be the people that are shaping it. Yeah, I think when I spoke to, to Pam, she had quite a, a good line. And I think, to be fair, she'd borrowed it from someone else. So she sort of said, if you're if you're not around the table, you're on the menu. And I thought that was quite a good sort of... Goodness, yes. Sort of encompass brilliant. It's like idea. that phrase as well, isn't it? Um, it's like, not about me without me. Exactly, yeah. The, the, sort, of, you know, the, the sort of rallying cry of disabled people in their organisations. Yeah. So obviously it's, it's it's really important to have lived experience in Parliament itself, but sort of going beyond that, so as a parliamentarian or indeed as a councillor reaching out, how, how do you think we can involve people with lived experience you know, in development of policy and legislation? Well, absolute engagement, you know, engagement with people, um, reaching out to people through those services. The, the thing is, you know, it's, it's often the case I find, um, you know, I, I'm often asked, you know, how do we get more women involved? Uh, for example, in politics and in decision making. And I think, you know, it's okay asking people to come forward with their ideas, but if you're not making that system easy for people to come forward, if you're not, you know, landing the opportunity on somebody's lap and making it easy for them to have feedback, to join up to some kind of working group, if you're not allowing that access as easily as possible, then we're not going to get the people coming forward. So it's okay having a rallying cry, but what are we doing to actually help the people come forward, you know, to take part and make sure that it's a broad spectrum of people as well, because no two carers, no two people with learning disabilities are the same. So it's ensuring that it's a wide range of people as well. And, you know, being able to to call them in, so to speak. Yeah, I think definitely over the, the course of the next term of Parliament or this term, we're going to have quite a lot of opportunities for doing that engagement, hopefully, and hopefully seeing it done well, because there's so many different things coming in. I think the the, the, the legislation to introduce a national care service is going to be one yes. of some of the one of the, the biggest pieces of legislation the Scottish yeah. Parliament's ever tackled is going to be huge. So what, what are your hopes for health and social care and sort of any other areas that are related? So we often you know, look at social security as being obviously very strongly linked. What are your hopes for those areas during this term of Parliament? Um, I really hope to see much more engagement joined up, seamless working. You know, that real, we can talk about holistic approaches, you know, till the cows come home, but is it actually working in practice? And we can do so much as well within, you know, within Parliament, um, you know, as backbenchers myself, within, you know, the actual Scottish government and the ministers. But if that practice isn't being fed down, um, you know, and being able to be actually implemented properly at local authority level, 
you know, then that's where the, the, the disconnect comes in, the, dis, the disjointedness of it comes in. We really need to have all spheres of government on side, you know, to implement this. So we can do all this planning and we can say this looks very seamless on paper, but if that's not working in practice, you know, that's where it's really detrimental to the vision that we have because the National Care Service could be absolutely revolutionary. Um, but we have to ensure that everybody's on board and that everybody has that motivation to carry it out and, and um, action it. So I would just like to see everybody getting on board with this, um, absolutely, and being determined to roll it out in the way that it's meant to be. Yeah, and I think there's sort of, you know, quite, quite a lot of recommendations in the field review for sort of actions that can be taken, you know, not just as part of the National Care Service, but actions that can be taken sort of sooner and more rapidly. So our sort of last question, you know, perhaps touch a little bit on that, but this is also an opportunity where you can be sort of, you, know, you can give a very serious answer and you can give a, a silly answer, or you can do both. And definitely the sort of interviews we've had so far, I got quite a, a good silly answer from um, from a, another MSP and a very, a very good, very interesting sort of serious answer. So feel free to, to do one or one or both. Um, so if there was one law or one policy, you know, something you could guarantee absolutely would be passed this term, um, what would it be about? Yeah, so my, my my silly answer to this was, and this is something I had a discussion on before, um, you know, and it's kind of a joke, but with a nudge and a wink, is why don't we have only female parliamentarians, you know, in for the next 100 years so we could catch up? But I would say it would probably only have to be 50 years because we do twice the work in half the time. Um, so that's my silly answer, but it's not so silly. But... Um, <laughs> So we're going to have a revolutionise the, the parliament there and have um, a lot more topics at the table. But seriously, leading on from that, it is having people with more lived experience in parliament, but being able to have, um, you know, making that able for people to take part in that, because it's quite difficult, you know, as a carer myself and as a single parent, it's really difficult to take part in that. So it's probably, you know, if I had any law, it would be to maybe change how we um, engage people from grassroots with lived experience and get them into parliament and making the action, not just feeding in working groups, but actually being the people in parliament, uh, making the laws and making the changes. Yeah, I think I think many of our members would would agree with that, with that intention, <laughs> very much want to want to be at the, the heart of that. And I definitely remember one one member we had at a Hustings event before the election sort of making the point, you know, that she, if she had the support she needed, you know, in terms of health, social care, and to be engaged, she could be the next First Minister of Scotland. And I think that's kind of yes. an aspiration. Absolutely, know, yeah. Definitely. result to sort of agree with. So thank you, thank you so much um, for, for talking to us. I think that's been really no interesting and I'm sure our members will really enjoy that. And thank you so much. Okay, thank you. You can find the Alliance Live podcast on all major podcast streaming services, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts and more. Alliance Live also produce webinars, video interviews and case studies. Watch these by visiting www.alliance-scotland.org.uk forward slash live. To follow along regularly with Alliance Live content, use the hashtag Alliance Live on Twitter.